we're starting a new series tonight on how to have the faith of God. And uh, we're just going to have a good time. Is that good with you guys? You know, one of the things, this is one of the subjects when we started the church that, that the Lord was very adamant about that we were to continuously talk along the lines of faith. Uh, there were some other subjects that we predominantly hit, uh, and we'll always hit them, and, but faith is one of them. So turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. In these final days that we're living in, these are days of multiplied blessing. These are days of uh, just an increased anointing. Have you noticed the enemy kind of is, is, is the volumes being, he's, his volume is being turned up, right? And to that we say, so what? Because he's a defeated foe. Right? And he, we, we have all, we've been given all authority in the name of Jesus and we've been authorized in the name of Jesus. We're empowered by the mighty Holy Spirit of God and we have a covenant with God. This is so powerful to know this. So the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. Nothing is to stop you from increase, from laying hold of everything, from walking on this earth just like Jesus walked. So, you know, a lot of times, you're, and you're going to see this, faith has kind of been attacked, you know, over the years. Well, I believe all that's going away. I believe people are, you know, Christians who maybe have attacked this message are going to start seeing some things because we need, we need to walk by the faith of God, right? Why? Why? Because we lay hold of everything he has given us by his grace. We lay hold of it through faith. So one of the biggest reasons why we teach on this is found in Hebrews eleven six. It says, for without faith... It is impossible to please him. Now, we need to walk in a bigger revelation of that. It doesn't say without faith, you, you know, you, if, you, if you give enough or just do enough good things that you can please him. No, it says it's impossible. So in our lives, that's why it even says, whatever is not of faith is sin. You're missing the mark. Because everything God will lead you in is to walk by faith. It goes on to say, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. That he is what? Who he said he is. Right? That he is a God that will never leave you, will never fail you, will never forsake you when you're doing the right thing and when you're not. Right? He never changes. You've got to believe that he will never leave you. That his love for you never wanes at all. Right? Whether it, it doesn't matter what you're doing, do you know he loves you just as much when he's not happy with your behavior? Right? It's impossible to please him without faith. I believe the primary reason why is it's impossible for God to get anything over to you that he's already given you. Why? Because he sees you as his son or daughter unable to lay hold of things that you need in life. Right? Do you know you need finances on a God level in life? Oh, we've lived for many years and we're used to, okay, the more money I make, then my lifestyle will increase. And, and you know, it, it just, it, money, just, I, I've got to work hard. And, and all those things are great. We do. But in order for you to do what God's called you to do in the earth, it will take more money than you can make in your own ability. It absolutely will. And, and we don't know what economies are going to do on the earth, but we know that we are in the kingdom of God and we're never to decrease. 
So that's why we walk by faith. Do you know you're going to need, you're really, really, really going to need faith because you have to lay hold of divine health, divine life. How many of you, how many of you guys know that although we've been redeemed from sickness and disease, Satan will still attack you physically, right? Well, he has no right, no legal right, but remember, God has given us the name of Jesus, and we're going to get into this. We've got a lot of Christians praying about things that they should be speaking to, right? And so we have to learn this. We've got to rightly divide the word. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. You must believe that he is who he says he is. You must believe that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You must believe that when you're reaching out to him, he's reaching back. When you're drawing near to him, he's drawing near to you. Right? See, God today is not moved by your need. Now that sounds hard. What are you saying, pastor? If my body's hurting, if I have a lack of finances, if I'm fighting anxiety and fear and all this stuff, that he doesn't care? Oh, no, no, no. He loves you. And he loves you so much that he sent Jesus, and Jesus' work in redemption provided everything. God did everything. That's why Jesus, at the end of his life on this earth, with his arms stretched out, he did not say, it's almost done. It's almost finished. He said, no, it is finished. So God provided everything in Christ to meet every need that you will ever have. He's already moved. Now, he's given you a free will, and now you must move. You must choose to lay hold of, through faith, what he has given you by his grace. Does that make sense? So this is why we need to teach this. So let's jump in. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. We're just going to take our time. We're not going to try to just go for it all now, you know. It's kind of a blessing, maybe more to my wife. Uh, it's a blessing to me too, to preach two Sundays while we're on vacation. Uh, because I, I think I might explode. I'm already... You know, we're already, we're, he, I'm that pastor at the Marriott Resort in Koolina, right? We go there and they're like, oh, hey, pastor, right? Because it's just, we are excited about the word of God. Amen. This is not religion. This is about a relationship with Almighty God. God wants you to experience this year, right? He wants you to experience his healing power. He wants you to experience his divine provision for your life. He wants you to walk in his wisdom. He wants you to be strengthened with his strength. He wants you to be comforted with his peace and his comfort, right? We are his kids, and he loves us so much. So Paul, now the Holy Spirit breathed this. Paul penned this letter to the Romans. It was a Gentile, predominantly Gentile church. And in Romans 1.16, Paul penned, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is, it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel of Christ is literally the power of God unto salvation Look at this, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. If you wanted to give the letter that Paul wrote to the Roman church, the book of Romans, a theme, the central theme is the gospel of Christ. The gospel, the good news, the news that is too good to be true about the anointed one, right? It says here, it's, it's the power of God unto salvation, you can say this, the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto healing, unto wholeness, right? Unto provision, 
All of these things that Christ has provided for us is found in the gospel. It's the power of God to rescue and deliver you. The power of God to heal you, to make you safe. Aren't you glad with all that's going on in the world that God is your protector? It is the power of God to make you sound. Soundness of mind. Be at peace, be at rest. Not dealing with anxiety, depression, fear. He is the one. Don't try to overcome these things in your own strength. Right? He has already overcome them and broke the power of them. You simply invite him in and believe that you receive what he said he's given you. And fear, anxiety, depression, sadness, all of that goes away. It has to bow to the name of Jesus. The gospel of Christ is the power of God to prosper you. But notice what it says here. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Look at these next words. To everyone that believeth. This word, and you've heard me say this about the King James Version, when you see a word that has an E-T-H at the end of it, believeth, right? The reason why King James had the translators go back 400 years and do Elizabeth in English is because these verb tenses in the Greek, in English we don't have quite the words that can fill it. So this word believeth means to believe and to continue to believe. The, pow- it's the gospel of Christ, isn't this amazing, is only powerful to those that believe it. God requires faith. God requires that you believe him without any any physical evidence. He, He demands it. To be honest with you, you couldn't have got saved without this, right? How many of you have been to Israel? Okay, a few of you. How many of you have ever seen Jesus hanging on the cross? How many of you have ever, did you, were you there when that stone was rolled away and Jesus walked out of that tomb? I wasn't there. Right? But yet, isn't it real to you? You chose to believe it and power, as you believed it in your heart and as you confessed him with your mouth, power was released that the greatest miracle that you could ever have in your life took place. The first faith victory you ever had was getting born again. And it was, not, it was not based on any physical, natural knowledge that you had. You believed the word of God. Power was released. When you, when you released your faith and said, Jesus, I believe all this stuff. Now you are my Lord. He came in and made you brand new right? You're his child. He took up residency inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit. He shed his love abroad in your heart. Now you've been given the mind of Christ. You've been given a measure of the faith of God. You have entered covenant with God. Think about that. Covenant with God, that means everything he has is yours. This is why when you speak the word of God, that you believe in your heart, what happens? He performs it. Why? Because you're in covenant with him. That's why David, when he faced Goliath, he understood covenant. That's why he never talked about how big Goliath was. He just is going, hey, what are you guys doing? Why are you afraid of this uncircumcised Philistine? In other words, why are you afraid of this guy He has no covenant with God. Today, he said, man, today I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cut your head off with your own sword, right? Who was there performing all that? 
God, right? It's the same way when you speak to your body, can you heal, can you heal your knee? No. But when you speak what God says and believe it, power of God is released, the power of God unto salvation, unto healing, unto whatever, and God performs it. That's how it works. That's how all of it works. To see and experience God's power, you must believe his word. And if you'll notice, as you come here, service after service, what do we do? We get in the word of God, and over and over and over, God says, you can believe what I say. I will always do what I say. I will literally not, my word is forever settled in heaven. I literally submit to my own word. If I said it, I'll do it. If I spoke it, I will bring it to pass. The whole Bible is like that. Why? Because we must believe. And believing is a choice. Right? There are so many Christians that are not moving forward in their life because they are choosing not to believe what God said. They are choosing to believe what they feel, what they see, what they're hearing, right? They're looking at natural circumstances and going, what I'm wanting, I don't see any way for it to work out, even though God said, I will give you the desires of your heart. Right? So we must choose to believe. The gospel is the power of God that releases the effects of salvation in our lives. Let me say this again because this is very important that you get this. The gospel is the power of God that releases, releases all the effects of salvation in your life. Healing, provision. I mean, think about how good that is. Do you know God says, all of my promises are to you, yes, and to you, amen. It's always yes. Wow. Then he says, I'm going to put my spirit in you so that you will know those things that that I've freely given you. And as you peer into my word, it's going to change you into my image. I'm going I'm to teach you how to walk in the measure of my faith that I put in you. Isn't that amazing? God has given us everything. So let's read this again. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God Unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 17, for therein, therein what? In the gospel of Christ. Or you could say this, therein, in the word of God, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Do you know why we have such a behavior problem in the church? And here is the behavior problem. You know, we always talk about behavior problems. And we talk about how Christians, well, you know, you can't tell a person who's a Christian from somebody who doesn't know God because their behavior is the same. But you know, the number one behavior that, that you need to walk in is faith. That is your behavior. And the reason why we have a behavior problem, people not walking by faith, they're letting their senses rule them. Always realize this, when Satan tempts you, what he's doing is there is a desire in your heart for something. If you're sick, there's a desire to be healed. He will use natural circumstances to put pressure on on you so that you look in the natural and go, there is no way this could ever happen. The doctor said, this is only going to get worse. There's no medicine for this. There's no procedure for this. And, and, and by the way, everything the doctor said 
I could see it progressing in my life. He's putting pressure on you, right, to get you to either let go of what God said or to act prematurely. It's always pressure. He's always trying to bring pressure from the outside. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to put up with any of it. To be honest with you, you're not made that way. You are made. Everything about who you are, and I'm talking about who you are spiritually, you're born again spirit, everything about you is faith. Everything about your spirit is going, yeah, I know if God said it, it's true. I know he loves me. I know this deal is not based on me. It's all based on him. Right? It says here, for therein, in the gospel of Christ, in the word of God, is the righteousness of Almighty God revealed. How is it revealed? From faith to faith. See, if you study righteousness, which if you like to study righteousness, come Sunday. Because we're in a series on righteousness, right? Do you know holiness flows out of righteousness? Your behavior flows out of your revelation knowledge that you've been made the righteousness of Almighty God. You've been made righteous. The, the righteousness of Almighty God apart from your works. The more you walk in revelation of that, the more you'll walk free from everything in your life. But look at this. It says, in the gospel of Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed. See, God wants you having revealed to you all the time. See, this is the thing. When you walk by faith, as I'm walking by faith, every step of that walk, God is revealing to you that you've been made righteous. Because it's revealed. And it's revealed from faith to faith. In the context of this letter, what does it mean from faith to faith? From the faith that you used to get born again from the faith that you walk in day to day in your life of faith. That's what it means, from faith to faith. Okay? From the faith that you used to get saved for the rest of your life as you walk by faith, the righteousness of Almighty God is revealed. It's revealed to you, and guess what? It's revealed to others. Right? We think we mess up, and all of a sudden Satan will sit on your shoulder. Oh, man, all those friends of yours that don't know the Lord, man, they're never going to know the Lord now. Then five years later, one of them comes up to you and goes, oh, man, I've been watching your life. you got to tell me about this Jesus. And you're thinking, right? It, see, I, I, it's amazing because you're made to bear fruit. You're made to walk by faith. And then it goes on, it says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. In other words, faith is our lifestyle. So as we get into the word, you're going to hear a lot of scriptures that you've heard before, but you need revelation knowledge of them because, because you're going to see it's your lifestyle. This is how in every arena of my life as a husband, as a wife, as a father, as a child, right? At every arena in ministry, in my career, in every arena of my life, I, I, I walk by faith. So in my relationships with my family, I'm believing God's word in my heart and confessing it out of my mouth. When I'm at work in a job, I'm believing the word of God in my heart and confessing it with my mouth in everything. I'll tell you, it'll straighten out your, it'll straighten out your words, right? As we walk by faith, the righteousness of God is revealed. See, there's many people that have been made righteous that are not walking by faith because they don't understand they've been made. That's right. 
They've been made the very righteousness of Almighty God apart from their works. And they were made righteous because Jesus was made to bear all their sin. So many Christians are still beating themselves up for their sin that has already been paid for. Sin that no longer exists. You know, you could do things in this world. You, you, could, you could do things and make mistakes that could cause you to have a criminal record that never goes away. But you know, that's in an earthly level. But you know, it's completely eradicated in heaven. You, you got to know that. There are people that are like, man, I've been, I've went bankrupt, I've failed in this and that. There might be an earthly record of it, but there is no heavenly record. And it has no power to ever hold you back. You got to know that. That's why God over and over says, behold, I make all things new. You could take a person that has shown a lack of character in their life over and over and over again, and then they give themselves to the Lord and really just go, okay, that's it. I'm, I, it's, it's all you. I'm going to live for you. Now, I don't, have, I don't have any idea how to do this, and you will see God literally they, that person could walk in something that when you meet them, you would have no idea what their past was. And when they're telling you their testimony, you're like, on what? Because it's just not, it's like it's not who you are. And that's when you yell, yes, it's not who I was, right? No, 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 no. I was, I was buying lies. I was feeding on the wrong stuff. I, all this, Satan was doing all this stuff and he, and he made me make decisions. How did he make me? He deceived me. At the end of the day, it still was my fault. So what? Jesus paid it all and it's all gone. So the wages of sin is death. Guess what? All that mess that I walked in is gone. It's not who I am. There's no record. If you, want, if you want to talk to somebody about it, go talk to my father about it. He is the righteous judge of all creation. Everybody will literally come before him. Everybody who has never accepted Christ will literally come to the white throne judgment and be judged for every sin that they ever did. And the horrible thing about that is going to be they will all know that it was all paid for by Jesus. That he literally was made to bear it. It's all been removed in your life. Satan can't bring death on you anymore. But how do you gain a revelation of this? There's only one way. You must meditate in the word of God. You must take the word of God and speak it over and over and over. What, what scriptures the Holy Spirit will lead you? He leads us into all the truth. So let's jump over to Colossians. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. You guys doing okay? Man, I've missed you guys. This is a fun place to preach. Wow. It's awesome. For Jeanette and I, you guys are our family. You know, I mean... Well, it's, that's right. That's right. So Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, let's look at this. Look at what the Word of God tells us. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus. How did you receive Christ? By faith? You had to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead right? And then you had to confess with your mouth, Jesus, not only are you Lord of all, but you are now my Lord. My life is yours. That's how you got saved. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. 
So the same way that you got saved is the same way that you'll walk in him. So many Christians, and, and I, you know, I can't talk about our Baptist brothers and sisters or our Lutheran brothers and sisters or whatever denomination you want to talk about. I've got to talk about us. We hear these, we hear the word over and over and over. And we we actually can start to quote these scriptures. And we actually have a mental understanding of how this thing works. And then it makes no sense to us why none of it's working in our lives. And when we get in a tough spot, we believe that we receive, and then we're like, okay, I sure hope this works this time. Those days are over in all of our lives. We're going to walk by the faith of God. From glory to glory to glory, that's from answered prayer to answered prayer, to mountains moving, to all this stuff being eradicated in our lives, to the point where all of your fruit's going to look at your life and go, wow, that's what God wants for you. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Walk. This is a big thing. It's the Greek word parapateo. It means to walk in a forward motion one step at a time. Why is the path of the righteous one of increase? Because to walk in him, you only can walk in a forward motion. This is why you got to walk by faith. Because, see, sometimes God will have you move in a direction and you're going, this really looks like I'm going backwards. What, what do you mean you want me to take this job that pays less? And God's just up there just going, believe me. Because when you walk in me, it's impossible for you to be going backwards. To walk in a forward motion one step at a time. So... Pull up Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. Colossians 1.10 uses the same word. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. How do you walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing? Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, you do that one step at a time. You meditate in the word of God, right? Which will take you from being a hearer to being a doer of the word. And as you walk, what happens is revelation comes. God reveals himself to you and then you step. And then you're meditating in the word. God reveals himself to you and then you step. That's how you walk by faith. Okay, let's go back to Colossians 2. See, you received Christ through faith, right? You received him through faith. You'll walk in him through faith. Everything. I was so foolish when I was younger that I actually talked to the Lord. I just had a real heart-to-heart -heart with him one day. And I said, Father... I'm just so tired of always walking by faith. Can't I just have a break? I just, I just wanna, I just wanna relax. And that's when the Lord told me, He goes, Tony, faith is a rest. You're not walking by faith at all. Great. Right? That helped me. Because I'm telling you, Christians, many times, man, when I've walked this way, if you could have played a recording, I would have told you, man, I speak the word all the time. And if you would have played a recording of what I said, I'll guarantee you, I would have been like, what? I'm speaking that much death? I'm talking about all these natural things in my life all the time? Right? You want to get to the point that any time, the enemy presses you. And you know, he's only going to press you 
for about four hours and six minutes today. Okay, but then tomorrow, like at 12.01, he'll start pressing you tomorrow. But I'm telling you, you could get so full being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. How? One step at a time. Not overwhelming, but you're like, but pastor, every area of my life is a disaster. Don't worry about that. God knows that. He'll deal with one area at a time. One area. So you just give him that one area. Now, a lot of times, when, that, when he deals with that one area, all of a sudden you turn around and go, oh my goodness, I gave you that area, and now that area is not really even an issue in my life anymore. And, and by the way, three other areas that I really were, it was eating my lunch, they're not there anymore. God knows. The Holy Spirit is called to you to walk you into all the truth of what we're teaching about here. I love that. The same way you were born into the kingdom of God is the same way that you will operate in the kingdom of God. It's the same way, and that way is faith. So now you're in Colossians 2.6. So let's read this again. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now, verse 7, it's going to give you a picture of what it looks like to walk in him by faith. Rooted and built up in him. When you walk by faith, you will be rooted. This Greek word literally means to cause, to take root. See, the reason why a lot of Christians are tossed. Have you ever noticed Isaiah 54? It says, in righteousness, you will be fixed and immovable. And you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm righteous, but I'm being tossed all over the place. Yeah, as you walk in your righteousness, you can't be moved. But if, you don't, if you're not aware and don't know how to walk in it, Satan is going to illegally toss you all over the place. But as you walk in him by faith, now remember, we're not talking about your senses. The Holy Spirit does not lead you by your feelings and your emotions. Right? Faith is not detectable to your senses. So you could have and walk in great faith and not feel anything not see anything. You've heard me say this. Could you imagine, like I went town one time to Von Mar and I was gonna buy my wife some perfume, Chanel number four, right? She helped me. She's like, she's like, I know you're gonna buy me something I like. Remember you told me, or is it five? Yeah, see how, yeah. So the new improved version is number five. See, guys need help. We should probably go to that weekend to remember thing, right? So, so Chanel number five. Could you imagine if the lady I walked up, she was so nice and she gets it out and you know she puts it on a little piece of paper so I could smell it? Could you imagine if I would have just if I would have went like this, taken the piece of paper and just, oh, thank you. Oh, can I try another one too? Let me. She'd be like, oh boy, I've been here a long time. We got one. We got, we got another one here. No, my ear could not perceive Chanel number five. In the same way, your senses can't perceive faith. It's exactly the same. So this is rooted and built up. This means caused to take root. Do you realize as you walk by faith, it will literally cause you to take root. It'll make you firm. This word also means to render firm and to establish you. Rooted 
and built up in him and established. This Greek word means to stabilize and to establish and to make you firm. So both of these Greek words say very similar things, but one is causing literally these roots to go in that's going to render you firm and establish you. The other one is, is really focused on stabilizing you. Stabilizing you. When the enemy comes in, you're, you're stable. You're not moved by any of that nonsense. Right? You're not afraid to go to a doctor because of the pain in your body. You're coming to church and going, you know what, I, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to really find out what this is. I'm just going to believe God. Well, you're already in fear. Right? Faith does not fear any diagnosis. Faith never denies any, any fact of what's going on in your body. It denies its right to remain. So is it okay to go to a doctor? Yeah, you better go to a doctor. Is it okay to take medicine? Well, not if you're in faith. Oh, really? Does Romans 10, 17 say, faith cometh by not taking medicine? No. If you have that version, throw that out. Right? But if you walk by faith, you won't have to take medicine the rest of your life. When will you not take medicine? Oh, the Holy Spirit will lead you. But it's not the same thing. I'm not, see, I'm not getting into this little natural progression thing where Satan's going, hey, Tony, why is that not working out? Well, you know, I don't know. Because see, here's where all roads lead with him. Tony, you know what? The word's just not going to work for you this time. That's, that's, that's where he's always at. He always comes against the word of God. He's trying to separate you from faith. Because if he separates you from faith, you can't lay hold of anything that God's given you. So rooted and built up and established in what? In the faith. As you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now, this is how you know if you're walking one step at a time in a forward motion by faith. Not only are you going to be taken root and firm and stabilized, but you're going to be abounding. That means overflowing in thanksgiving. That means when you get up in the morning, the first thought that hits your mind is how thankful you are for all that God is in your life and all that God's doing in your life and all that God's done in your life, right? And as you walk throughout your day, you're just, you live a life of thanksgiving. So God says this. See, you got to know this. God is a faith God. He does everything by faith. You are his children. You are to do everything by faith. Okay? So in Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 1, it makes a statement. And, and it says this different ways many times in the New Testament. But in Ephesians 5.1, it says this, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. This word followers means to be an imitator of God as a child. Have you ever seen a child imitate you? Right? Many times children will want to imitate their parents or their grandparents. Right? Do you know your father wants you to imitate him? That's what he wants. Let's talk about this just a little bit. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let's go back to the beginning, right? You guys got time? We got time, right? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. That means in our resemblance. And after our likeness, or in other words, let's make man like us, 
in resemblance and let's make man behave like us. That word, that, that word right there, and let us make him after our likeness, is behavior. God wants you to behave like he behaves. He wants you to be an imitator of him. And then right after that, he gives man, he tells man that he's going to walk in something that God walks in. You want to you be an, a follower or an imitator of God? Well, God's like, okay, there's no way man can do this unless we give him dominion. Let them have dominion. This is the right and the power to control and to rule and to govern. It, this word literally means sovereign authority. God gave Adam and Eve Sovereign authority. They were to be the small g God of this earth in the way that God is the big G God of all creation. Now, are we God? No, we're not God. We are his kids. Right? It says, let them have dominion. We've got all these people running around going, well, you know, God's sovereign. If he wants you to have it, you'll just have it. That's not the way. God is sovereign, but that's not the way he set it up. Right. right? And it says here, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Let them have dominion over all the earth. Now you know why when God the Father told his son to let the boat, tell all the guys to hop in the boat and go to the other side, go on the sea, and then you come up and pray. We're going to talk. And then Jesus, he's like, okay, I got to go back with the guys now. And, and his father's like, yep, just go back, just walk, just walk to him. He had dominion over water. Right? He had, this is why he spoke to things. And he always dealt with the unseen first. A storm of wind blows up on the ocean or on the Sea of Galilee, fills, filling their boats. They wake him up. Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? He gets up and it says he rebuked the wind, the unseen, and then he spoke to the sea. When he cursed the fig tree, he cursed it from the root. The unseen first and then the seen. If you want to wait till you see it, that's not faith. Everything that God will do in your life will start in the unseen and then produce in the seen. When you believe you receive your healing, the healing power of Almighty God goes and it literally eradicates the spiritual root of the sickness and disease. You can't tell a thing but if you'll keep the switch of faith turned on and just thank him, right? Guess what? Your body will amend. That healing power will work from the inside out. Everything has a spiritual root. Everything you see physically has a spiritual root. So when God says he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ... He, when, he, when he says, I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness, what he is saying is, guys, I have given you the root to every blessing that you will see in the natural realm. It'll, it all starts with the spiritual. Because the unseen realm made this seen realm. That's what the Bible teaches. So see, this... And, and by the way, we're talking about Genesis. Adam gave up that authority, right, to Satan. But then Jesus got it all back for us, all back and more. This is why the Bible says in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, right after he says, have the God kind of faith, he says this, whoever will say to this mountain, why do you speak to a mountain? Because you have dominion. Everything that's coming against you, you have dominion over. You've been given delegated authority in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, listen, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now you go. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You have authority over Satan, over all his hierarchy, all of these things. Jesus got back everything that Adam lost. What is Jesus doing? What, what did he do in his redemptive act? He is bringing us back to the image of God. He is bringing us back. The word of God will build God's image in you. You've got to be God inside minded. You've got to know that the greater one is living on the inside of you. And that now all things are possible to you because you believe him. Right? See, Jesus knows what he put in you. Don't let Satan's lies demean you or to diminish you. The mere fact that you're a child of God means that you are a world overcomer and that this world system can never dominate you. What does Satan do? Satan will craft things in the world system to keep you from moving into your potential. It's what he does. He does not want you to move into your potential. But I'm telling you, his days are over. Right? I love that. 1 John 4, 4 says, You are of God, little children. And have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John chapter 5, in verses 4 and 5, it says this. For whosoever, it says whatsoever, but it's the Greek word that means whosoever. For whosoever is born of God. How many of you are born of God? Right? It says right here, whoever is born of God can grow to where they can overcome the world. It does not say that, does it? No, no, this has nothing to do with you. When you got born of God, it says whoever is born of God overcomes the world system. It says the world, it's the Greek word cosmos, which means world system. But the thing is, it's in the word overcometh. You know what that means? That means to overcome and, E-T-H, continue to overcome. And it's the Greek word nikeo, which means you overcome, why? Because of the delegated influence that you've been given. That's the real meat of that Greek word. We overcome because we have been given authority in the name of Jesus. Don't let Satan steal from you anymore. Amen. You kick him in the teeth, you get him out of your family, out of your and, and this is this is the deal. Don't be moved by what you see. Man, I came to church Wednesday night. I was so excited to see Pastor. He preached this message. I actually applied this to my life. And man, my, all hell started breaking loose. Don't worry about that. He's just whining, but he's got to go. Yeah, but you don't understand, Pastor. I destroyed my relationship with my kids. No? You don't understand yet the restoring power of Almighty God. That's right. God's word is able to do anything. So we kick the enemy out of our lives and we keep him out. How do we do that? We live a James 4, 7 lifestyle. I live my life submitted to him. That means submitted to his word. I don't care what my flesh thinks about this. I'm going to love when it doesn't feel good. I'm going to speak life when I don't want, when I just want to be real carnal. Right? Doesn't matter. I know he is right. So I'm just going to keep submitting myself to his word. And man, I'd love to tell you that you'll get over the pain in your flesh, 
but you're going to have to beat your flesh up black and blue your whole life. It'll get easier, right? Because the stronger you get in spirit, the more you renew your mind to the word of God, the minute your flesh raises up and goes, I want to say or I want to do, you're like, no. Well, look, the minute your flesh is going, look at that. It's getting worse. There's no possibility. You're like, shut up. My God said all things are possible to me just because I believe him. I submit myself to the Lord. Now I resist. I stand against and I oppose the devil. How do I do that? It is written, Satan, you take your hands off my body. I command you to leave my body, sickness or disease. I command you, poverty and lack. I know you could hear me. You leave my life in Jesus' name, right? This is the money I need. I claim this in the name of Jesus. Satan, you take your hands off of these monies in the world system, right? In Jesus' name, and now ministering spirits, you go and minister to me as an heir of salvation. You go into the world system and you bring that money to me. All that's left to do is thank him and obey him. Now here's where we go off. But wait, you want me to do what? No, no, I just believed I received. I'm not going to empty my bank account and give it to this person. Oh, time out, you're not submitted anymore. Do you know it's impossible? God is life. Anything he would tell you to do can only produce life. Here's a big one. Man, I've racked up all this debt. You just believe you receive that money, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts stirring you. You need to go get a job. You need to go get a second job. Oh, time out, Pastor. I've heard you say, no, 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 you don't have, no, 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 you have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right? Man, I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome whenever we go to Walmart late at night and we see somebody in our church and they're like, you know what? I'm honoring God in my finances. I needed to get a second job so I could have enough money to just sow into the kingdom of God. Right? What, you mean you'd stack shelves, you'd do this? You wouldn't? Yeah, but what did people think? We get into all that stuff, don't we? If you ever want to follow God, you've got to become deadened to the praise of people and the persecution of people. But I'll tell you, a person that's submitted to God, who's resisting the devil, the devil will flee from them. They won't be working that second job long. Right? All of a sudden, there will be a business. See, this is the thing. Sometimes God's leading you to do something uncomfortable to your flesh, but what he's trying to get you to do is learn to be led so that he can start to talk about talk to you about this international company that you're going to start that's going to rock the world that you would go there's just no way i don't even have a college degree let alone not a business degree i don't know anybody no that that's not true you do know one person actually you know 3 <laughs> who are one right Greatest businessman who's ever, ever, ever been. God the Father. Jesus, the mighty Holy Spirit. Trust him. Right? What does Proverbs 3 say? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own mind's conclusions, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Wow. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world system and we overcome because of the delegated authority that we've been given and this is the victory that overcomes same greek word overcomes this is the victory that overcomes the world it's even our faith the moment that i hear that god sent his word and healed me that is my victory 
Because the minute I hear my father say, hey, Tony, I sent my word and healed you. That's it. Faith comes, and that's my victory. I don't have to see it. I already have it. Does that make sense? When I see that God redeemed me from the curse, Galatians 3, 13 and 14, he redeemed me from the curse of the law. And then I go back and in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about the curse of the law, that it, that it includes poverty and lack. And all of a sudden, I realize, wait a minute, he redeemed me. This means he ransomed me out of, from under the curse of the law and we, he put me into the kingdom of God where there is no curse. He redeemed me from the curse of poverty and lack. Why did he, how did he do that? He was made a curse for me. He became poor on that cross so that I, through his poverty, might become rich, might be made rich. That's a full and overflowing supply. God redeemed me. He, he did something in me so that he could put something upon me so that the blessing of Abraham could come on me, a Gentile. The blessing of Abraham, which causes an individual to become rich, a full and overflowing supply. Why? It also will cause my influence to increase. Why? So that I could be a blessing. Because I'm here to be light. Do you know everybody sitting here, guys? If you know Jesus tonight, your future's good. I mean, we got, we, got a, we got some demons to deal with down here towards the end of the church age. But man, I'm telling you, do you know what you're going to be doing a thousand years from now? You're going to be living and walking. You're going to be walking by faith. You're going to be walking in love. You're going to understand things you, can't, you haven't even dreamed about. You're not, going to be, you're not going to be thinking about, gosh, do I got to get up tomorrow and go to work? Right? You're, you're not going to be thinking, gosh, I got to wash my car. That's why I, I, Heaven's going to be awesome. Everything's going to be clean. I, lo I love clean. No dust. Just no dust. No cleaning, right? No, no, no. How, how many kings do you think there are in the world that wash their own dishes? Zero. Do you know how many, how many kings go out and dig a ditch on this earth right now? None. Unless, of course... They're just like, you know what, I just kind of want to, I love with a shovel, and I think I'll just go do that. Just to, Until I get a little tired, then I'll just tell somebody else to do it. He has made us kings and priests. He is the king of kings. Guys, our, our future is, is secure. So we need, to, we need to bring heaven. See, everybody talks about going to heaven. But the Bible talks about bringing heaven to this earth, to your life right now, to where you walk in a peace that you'll walk in in heaven, but you walk in it on the earth, in the valley of the shadow of death. And you walk into dark places, but guess what? When you get there, it's not dark anymore. You bring light to it. Where the Bible says he makes darkness light before you. He makes all crooked places straight. This is the walk of faith. And this is, who, this is how we live and how we walk. And we're going to get into this. I want to go very deep into this and talk about how to walk in the faith of God. You've been given a measure of it. And it's time for some of you, it's time to dust it off and start walking in it. And here's the cool thing. It's all a work in progress. And God never expects you to start where you aren't. He'll meet you right where you are. Right? But he wants, I mean, we need to teach our kids this. Wouldn't it be awesome? Come to our church on a Sunday night. There's Jake and Alicia. They've got, they, you pull into the parking lot. 
And there's all these like cars, trucks, nice vehicles. And there's a story behind every one. Yeah, I was just believing God. I really like, you know, I like this F-150, fully loaded, da 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 So I started believing God for that. I started sowing a seed. I started doing this. And all of a sudden, and God gave me it, gave it to me. Paid for. They pay my insurance. Why not? Why not? I think in, in, Bill Winston is a minister in Chicago. He talked about a little kid in his church he had heard about believed God for a house for his mom. He, somebody gave this kid a house. And, I, you know, you don't give like a 9 or 10-year-old kid a house unless, of course, he's believing for it. So what did he do with, what did the little boy do with the house? Bill, Bill goes, what are you going to do with the house? He goes, I'm going to give it to my mom. And he goes, and I'm going to believe God for a bigger house someday. <laughs> it, all things are possible. What does your life look like as you invite God into it? I'm telling you, all of this is dripping don't, don't ever minimize or think we're talking about material things. The Christian is not materialistic. If you are, you'll walk in lack. We, I, I know for me, I want everything in my life to speak that God did this. And God wants to take your life right where you are now. And it's not a long journey, guys. It's from glory to glory to glory. Man, I'm telling you, when God moves in your life and gives you a pair of jeans, you are like, wow. You don't care about the jeans. You're going, God did that. I know that God did that. You know, for our, a pastor friend of ours in Mount Pleasant, Iowa, when he was a young minister, he was believing God for dress shirts. And he was staying at a person's house and he was just having dinner with them. He was speaking in this church. And, and the, the gentleman goes, hey, he goes, the Lord put it on my heart that I'm to give you some dress shirts. And he goes, are you believing for some dress shirts? And, and, and Pastor Monty's like, yeah, you know, actually I am. He goes, well, the room you're staying in, just go in the one dresser down there in the third drawer. Just take whatever you want. They were still in the wrapper. They were the exact colors and this exact size and the exact brand that he wanted, that he was believing God for. Coincidence? No. So, so literally, God has provided... What has he provided for you? Everything. Everything that you need. And then he gave you a measure of his faith. And then he plants you in an environment where you can grow. And like this is an equipping time to equip you to walk by faith.